from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Well, here we go again. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia and the National News Service, the What's What and Who's Who, this week in the Hamdom. Some unusual calls, LZ-1146 SPS. This was for the Bulgaria All Saints Diploma. And LY-44 WFF, a Lithuanian lighthouse. And on 28.2-4U1UN, a beacon in New York. And more on 4U1UN when Jason VK2LAW takes a trip to South Park later in this bulletin. And Jason will also have a look at more newcomers on 5 MHz, Ecuador and Bosnia-Herzegovina. With a week to go, 355 entries for the 2018 International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend Amateur Radio event have been received. Cole VK3GTV takes a shine to a few and looks at them in his special interest group segment. It was rig for silent running, radio silence for nearly six hours at a Wisconsin radio station after one of the DJs was shot. Around 3am, a masked and hooded man got into the WORT station and opened fire on the DJs. One, taken to hospital, is recovering from his injuries. But for the staff at the wireless station, it's a mystery. No, we don't know why. That's quite a concern of ours, said a WORT spokesperson. CQ magazine report Hamvention will continue to be held at the fairgrounds in Xenia. They cited improvements made for the 2018 show and promised more for 2019. However, a new commercial exhibits building will not be among them. Australia's amateur radio club that each year puts on the Southern Hemisphere's largest ham fest, the Wyong Field Day, has had a change in leadership. Among the executive positions filled at the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's annual general meeting last Saturday, the President, Miles VK2ASS, Vice President, JVK2FOMG, and Publicity Officer, Dave VK2KFU. The club has a Facebook page and also a Twitter account, and more information about the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club can be found on ccarc.org.au, and it will soon have various interactive features. And never a club to let the opportunity go by, they invite you to the Wyong Field Day in February 2019. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Hi there, this is WIA Director Peter, VK8ZZ. The board of the WIA consists of members located in four different states of Australia. They meet at least twice each month by video conference. The monthly meeting is generally held over two non-consecutive weeks and is usually some two to three hours duration on each occasion. The WIA board is committed to openness and transparency and to this end the monthly minutes of each WIA board meeting since May 2017 has been published on the WIA website. In his recent broadcast, WIA President Justin VK7TW mentioned several items that were considered by the board at the July meeting. A few more things that were considered by the board included the approval of the new structure for the Media and Publications Committee. This committee will be the overarching committee for the following groups. The AR Publications Group, previously the AR Publications Committee. The Broadcast Group, previously the Broadcast Committee. The Bookshop Projects Group the Sales and Marketing Group and the Digital Publications Group. The Board also ratified the qualifications for student membership discount and considered a sample item for the proposed Michael Owen Award. 
The board of the WIA are very mindful of limiting unnecessary expenditure. It is regretful that we have been unable to reply positively to the many invitations that the board received to attend the AGM, ordinary meetings and functions that club hold. Unnecessary travel expenditure has been eliminated. Board members can still attend club events, but will be at the board members' own expense. However, the board are keen to attend club events and have already attended a number of events by video conferencing facilities. Just this last week, three directors attended the North East Radio Group's annual general meeting, which was held in Briar Hill, Victoria, by way of video conferencing facility. We encourage clubs to request such attendance. It is often possible to have more than one director attend in this way. And just a reminder to clubs that we are seeking expressions of interest for the 2020 AGM and conference. If your club or group might be interested, then please contact me for details. This has been Peter, VK8ZZ. You're tuned to VK1 WIA News. This news broadcast can be heard on linked repeaters VK6AUF Perth 438.525 and VK6RMS Mount Saddleback 147.250 Sundays 9am and 7pm. I'm Trevor, VK6YJ. Well, here we are gathered around the radios listening to another episode of Amateur Radio News. And many of us will take part in the callbacks run by local operators. But how many of us have stopped to think who else is listening to? Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP from Q News, has been thinking. I know that there are people other than transmitting stations tuned into these broadcasts from listening to my local relay. In my area, the Sunday news goes out on UHFCB and internet streaming. And people calling in often list the listeners in their shacks. This would suggest that the audience is probably far greater than the official callback figures would suggest as there are many radio enthusiasts around the country who listen to HF and other feeds, and these days the online SDRs make it easy to take a broadcast. In my own case, it was whilst I was still at school that I started listening to the state broadcasts on Sundays. Back when most amateur broadcasts were still using AM, it was no harder than switching the family radio to shortwave and delicately turning the tuning knob to be able to listen. Now, with scanners and other radios with broadband receivers, well, shortwave receivers and the internet, the ears of the world can listen to activities from sources around your state and the world. It's one of the most effective communications methods, as listening to the radio keeps the mind focused on the material being presented. Whether we think in terms of podcasts or we like our news in company with the unseen listeners, Items of interest, upcoming events and activities of an electronic or radio nature can inspire someone we have never met and cannot see. The person who follows the news can turn up to your club swap meet or want to sign on for the next training course. We look around for the enthusiast seeking a new interest and yet we neglect the people listening to this program. We like to think our special hobby is growing and we don't see the potential and power of what we do. Try the power of the news and spread the word about amateur radio on amateur radio. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. It can happen to anybody. You forget to renew your licence and it lapses. 
And when you ask the ACMA, they tell you that you'll need a WIA callsign recommendation first before you can make a new licence application. So how does this work? Although the ACMA sends licence renewal notices, that's not an obligation under the Radio Communications Act. The ACMA sends the notice as a courtesy. But if the renewal notice doesn't arrive for some reason, it's still your responsibility to renew on time. In fact, it's always the licensee's responsibility to ensure that a license is current. So check, do you know your license expiry date and are your address details correct? What about your call sign? Well, your call sign needs to be protected too if you're attached to it. An allocated call sign indicates that you hold a valid license, but if your license lapses and is not renewed, your call sign is released and will be put on the WIA public list 60 days after the lapse date. So it becomes available for reallocation. After seven days, the WIA will issue a call sign recommendation to whoever wants it, with ballot provisions applying to a two-letter call sign in some states. So the message is, if you don't want to fight to get your call back, keep your licence current. Full information about the process and the forms needed can be found on the WIA website. Search for All About Call Signs and New Licence or Expired Licence or Reclaiming a Former Call Sign. The WIA website is at www.wia.org.au and the search box is your friend. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Indonesia, urgent Lombok earthquake communications stay off 7110 kHz. Orari, the Indonesian amateur radio organisation, is actively supporting government efforts to provide relief with counter-disaster communications on 7110 kHz. Information via Greg Golf Zero Delta Uniform Bravo and Ewan VK4 Echo Romeo Mike to the TARC Inc. indicate that the counter-disaster traffic is heavy and vital and 7110 kHz plus or minus 5 kHz needs to be kept clear to facilitate efficient messaging. Radio amateurs throughout the world are asked to keep the frequency clear and stations near the region are asked to monitor the emergency traffic if they can in case they can assist. Also activate Arari satellite Lapan IO86 to assist in communication. From Yankee Bravo Zero Quebec Alpha, the operation and technical head of Arari HQ, he's negotiating with one of the communication equipment agents to help with the communication equipment to support the rescue operation. The Indonesian Search and Rescue Council Central Java Region has sent a group of rescuers and vehicles led by Yankee Bravo 2 Quebec Charlie to join the national rescue operation in Lombok. At this time, there are four repeaters operating in the disaster area. From the United Kingdom, access to 71 MHz driving innovation. UK amateurs continue to make remarkable progress with innovative technology in the experimental 71 MHz band. The BATC forum reports contacts of reduced bandwidth digital amateur TV of between 59 and 87 kilometres using the latest high-efficiency video coding. This follows the initial short-range contacts when simplified notice of variation, NOV access to 70.5 to 71.5 megahertz, was introduced by Ofcom and the RSGB in June. A decade of digital dependency... Ofcom studies show how a decade of technological revolution has transformed behaviour. 
One in five people spend more than 40 hours a week online and Brits now need constant connection to the internet and are checking their smartphones every 12 minutes. Yep, 12. Most people in the UK are dependent on their digital devices and need a constant connection to the internet following a decade of digital transformation revealed by Ofcom. The findings are from Ofcom's Communications Market Report, the most comprehensive study of how communication services in the UK are changing. This year it focuses on how technology has revolutionised lives within 10 years. It looks like APRS and Packet Radio will be back aboard the International Space Station sooner than later. NASA has given the go-ahead for the launch of a new packet module to replace the one that died on board the space station in July last year. The module has been outfitted with a new battery and given sufficient testing to verify that it's operational. A request has been made to send it up as part of the Manifest for Supply Mission 71P, which could be sent as early as the 31st of October, with a projected docking on November the 2nd. Meanwhile, the RS hardware team have been working on the new interoperable radio system, which it now hopes can be deployed in early 2019. As for the packet module, the crew will make an attempt to get that installed as time permits. Aris reports that it's expected to be operational again by late November. I'm Robert Broomhead, VK3DN. From the United States of America, the FCC takes action regarding illegally marketed HTs. The ARRL report the US communications regulator, the FCC, is taking action against an importer of handheld transceivers alleged to be illegally marketing unauthorised RF devices. The ARRL says the FCC has issued a citation and order to Armcrest Industries LLC, formerly Foscam Digital Technologies LLC, an importer and marketer of popular and inexpensive Bofeng handheld transceivers, alleging that the company violated FCC rules and the Communications Act by illegally marketing unauthorised RF devices. The FCC asserts that Armcrest marketed Bofeng model UV5R series FM handheld radios capable of transmitting on restricted frequencies. The Bofeng models UV5R and UV5R V2 Plus were granted an FCC equipment authorization in 2012 to operate under Part 90 private land mobile radio service rules. Under Section 2.803 of the Commission's rules, an entity may not market a device that is capable of operating outside the scope of its equipment authorisation, the FCC citation said. RF devices that have been authorised under Part 90 rules, such as the model at issue, must operate within the technical parameters established in those rules. The FCC also maintained that the UV5R2 Plus is capable of operating at 1 watt or 4 watts while the Part 90 equipment authorisation limits the power output to 1.78 watts. Armcrest conceded that the units were capable of operating on restricted frequencies, but told the FCC that per discussion with the manufacturer, were only capable of operating at 1 watt, the FCC said. The company instructed the manufacturer to fix the problem and later confirmed with the manufacturer that all Armcrest inventory on order and in the future would operate only on 145 to 155 MHz and 400 to 520 MHz. ARRL board adopts volunteer monitoring program, official observer program to be retired. The ARRL Board of Directors has adopted the recommendations of the Official Observer Program Study Committee, which would retire the venerable Official Observer Program and institute the Volunteer Monitoring Program, the transition to be implemented as soon as practicable. 
Under the terms of the new program, current official observers will be invited to apply for appointment as volunteer monitors. The board has expressed its appreciation for the hundreds that dedicated volunteer service over the years. ARRL President Rick Roderick, Kilo 5 Uniform Romeo, who moderated the board meeting, and ARRL CEO Barry Shelley, November 1 Victor X-Ray Yankee, and the board said the action is expected to re-energise enforcement efforts in the amateur radio bands and was undertaken at the request of the FCC in the wake of several FCC regional office closures and a reduction in field staff. Coordination of cases and evidence gathering would become the responsibility of ARRL headquarters staff, while the FCC will retain the responsibility for final decisions regarding action in specific cases. South Park Most Wanted Take the East River Ferry from South Park to 4 Uniform 1 Uniform November. Situated in the heart of New York City is the United Nations Headquarters Building. This particular DXCC entity, 4U1UN, is ranked at number 34 most wanted on the club log. I'll say that again, 34 most wanted. Put in perspective, it's more wanted than Swain's Island, Kilo Hotel 8-S, Kermatic Zulu Lima 8, or Tokolo Zulu Kilo 3, to name a few rare ones. How can this be? For you, one UN, what's the issue? The DXWorld.net webpage has an interesting article by James Kilo 2, Quebec, India, current president of UNARC, slash 4U1UN, on why 4U1UN United Nations Station is not on the air, keeping it at number 34 most wanted. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Let's have a look at the media and also wireless weather, where Scientific American magazine report sunspot cycles are not just every 11 years, but also every 88, 200 and 2,400 years. The sun's pockmarked surface is always shifting. Sunspots and solar flares rise and fall every 11 years, a cycle associated with regular reversal of the star's magnetic field. Huge quantities of plasma, known as coronal mass ejections, fly into space, which can disrupt satellites and other electronic signals if they reach Earth. More solar activity during the cycle also amplifies auroras and warms Earth's temperatures slightly. Careful study has shown that longer periodicities also exist. The Gleisberg cycle first identified in 1862, strengthens and weakens the 11-year cycle over the course of a century. One paper posts that the Gleisberg pattern is caused by a slow swaying of the sun's magnetic pole. The Seuss-Devries cycle lasts about 200 years, whereas the Hallstatt cycle runs on the order of 2,400 years. Not quite as old, but getting up there is a feature from 1939 that's been shown in the States on Turner Classic Movies. It's a short feature about radio hams, and it's available on YouTube. You'll find the address when you read the text edition of this, the WIA National News Service. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. August 11-12 VK Remembrance Day Contest. VK4KG activates for the RD. VK4KG, the amateur radio station based at the RAV Townsville Aviation Heritage Centre, is on operations over this Remembrance Day contest. This weekend, Saturday the 11th and Sunday the 12th of August. It operates from the radio shack at the RAF Garbage Centre. 
Look out for VK4KG and all the HF bands. August 1819, Worldwide Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. August 2526, VKLROL Contest. October 6, Worldwide Oceania Dex Contest. Bob Bristow, VK6PAP, says that this year's Armistice Day Centenary VI6PAX will be on the air, November 3-15. Send their own an activation at Black Boy Hill. The site of a large worldwide training camp on 10-11 November, the call sign will be activated at significant sites, club and private stations. The event is in conjunction with the Bellevue RSL. A look through the DX window. Hardy, DL7JLL will operate as 835JLL from the Kingdom of Tonga, August and September, Monday on 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres. Until the 15th of August, will be at Nugu Alofa. QSL by DL7JLL, director by the Bureau. 9M61, Malaysian Special Event. Look for the special event call signs with the prefix 9M61 to be active as of August the 1st through September the 1st. It's been 61 years since Malaysia declared its independence, first known as the Federation of Malaya, with a new Prime Minister. The new country raised its own flag for the first time and everywhere there was dancing, bonfires and even fireworks. On the 16th of September 1963, the Federation, along with North Borneo, Sarawak and Singapore, formed into a larger Federation of Malaysia. This year the Hamradio community is setting off its own fireworks of sorts, by calling QIZ on a special event call signs that are regional. But all of them bear the prefix 9M61. The celebration is already ongoing and will be active through to the 1st of September. Successful contacts will earn you four different certificates from the Malaysian DX and Contest Group at bronze, silver, gold and platinum levels. The event is in keeping with the mission of the Contest Group, which is to promote and raise the profile for HF contesters and encourage DXing throughout Malaysia. VOA CAP, Voice of America Coverage Analysis Program, is free professional high-frequency propagation prediction software from NTIA-ITS, originally developed for the Voice of America. People have really been missing the good old REL prediction wheel, so it's back. Move the markers and see the predictions change on the fly. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Hello, I'm Col, VK3GTV, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. First up, digital. A group of amateurs here in VK have started a Facebook group to investigate the rollout of a decentralised amateur paging network based on a German application called DAPnet. The group plans to use 432.625 MHz as it's common with an amateur paging network already operating in New Zealand and 144.625 MHz in some areas. The paging network will be linked and accessed via the internet to send messages via individuals' low-powered hotspots and also dedicated higher-powered simplex transmitters spread across the country. All that's required to receive pager messages is a standard UHF POXAG pager, VHF pager in some areas, or an SDR dongle. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT DL announces IARU coordinated frequencies for P4A SHL2. SHL-2 is a commercial geostationary broadcasting satellite which will also provide the first amateur radio Phase 4 transponders. The satellite will be positioned at 26 degrees east and will carry two transponders operating in the 2.4 and 10.45 gigahertz bands. 
A 250 kHz bandwidth linear transponder intended for conventional analogue operations and an 8 MHz bandwidth transponder for experimental digital modulation schemes and DVB amateur television. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. Summerland Amateur Radio Club will be taking part in the 2018 International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. Cape Byron, AUS 0006 as VK2SRC and Ballina, AUS 0001 as VK2DLR. The event runs from 1000 hours Saturday to 1000 hours Monday, August 18 to 20, with club operations likely on Saturday and Sunday only. For further info, go to illw.net. Three stations from EI are listed, although it's believed a few more intend to participate but have not registered just yet. The Avondoo Radio Club will operate EI1E from Charlesfort Lighthouse in Kingsale, County Cork. Southeastern Amateur Radio Group will operate EI2WRC from the Hook Lighthouse in County Wexford. Limerick Radio Club will operate from Loop Head, while the Lagan Valley ARS will operate using the callsign EJ0L from Aranmore Lighthouse in County Donegal. Whilst in South Africa, for the 21st year in a row, the Cape Town ARC will be activating the Greenpoint Lighthouse with the call ZS1CT. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers. Bryant Rascal, KG5HVO, is the 2018 Newsline Young Ham of the Year. 14-year-old Bryant from Montgomery, Alabama, has been selected as the 2018 Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Memorial Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year. The son of Tim and Lauren, KG5TQO, Bryant was the youngest participant in the recent World Radio Sport Team Championship 2018 in Germany. Bryant says he became enthusiastic about amateur radio after joining the Boy Scouts and earning the Radio Merit Badge. Listening to a councillor's contact with a station in the Netherlands during an AWRLDX contest fueled his desire to become a radio amateur. First licensed as technician class in 2015, he upgraded to amateur extra class by late 2017. Congratulations, Bryant. Well, a tad closer to home than Alabama, the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invite you to our August meeting where the subject will be the School Amateur Radio Club Network, or SACnet. School amateur radio clubs are a great way to foster interest in science and technology, expand horizons, build confidence and develop new skills. SarkNet promotes STEM using amateur radio and offers different activities such as radio operation using satellites, hidden transmitter hunts, electronic kit construction and robotics. Many school amateur radio clubs have been established all over the world and Joe and Julie Gonzalez, VK3YSP and VK3FOWL, have helped a number of schools to set up and promote their own clubs. You can find out more about the program by going to sarknet, that's S-A-R-C-N-E-T, dot org. The evening commences at 7.30pm this Friday, August 17th, at the First Castlemaine Scout Hall, 16 Recklebend Street in Castlemaine. A gold coin donation would be appreciated, with tea, coffee and bickies available. And I look forward to seeing you there. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting, Jota, now for the future. Scout and guide groups are now contacting their regular radio amateur operators to line up sites and personnel to participate in this year's worldwide event, the largest event on the scout guide and amateur radio calendar. Jamboree on the Air and Jamboree on the Internet is happening on the weekend of the 20th and 21st of October. If you can help out with any groups, then please contact your local JOTA coordinator. 
Brett Nicholas, VK2BNN, is the Scouts Australia National Coordinator for JOTA, and Lorraine O'Hare, VK2FICQ, is the Girl Guides Australia National JOTA JOTI Coordinator. Special interest groups, VHF and above. EI3KD works Cape Verde Islands on 144 MHz, setting a new DX record. On Sunday the 5th of August 2018, Mark Turner, EI3KD, managed to work D4Z on the Cape Verde Islands off the coast of Africa on 144 MHz, a distance of some, wait for it, 4,163 kilometres. This remarkable contact made on CW was a new record for Tropo in IARU Region 1. The previous record of 4,130 kilometres was set back in July of 2015. The contact was made on 144.300 MHz at about 18.26 UTC at a time when the band was also open to the Canary Islands from the south of Ireland and the UK. To give an idea of just how far the new record is, if the same distance of 4,163 kilometres was measured west of EI3KD's location in Ireland, then it would reach as far as Nova Scotia in Canada. That's all in this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. For WIA National News, I'm Col, VK3GTV. Let's tie the ribbon with a look at the social scene for the next two months. August, September. August 25-26 in VK6, it's the NCRG Hamfest Weekend. August 26 in VK2, it's the Sarkfest. September 8 in VK4, the Sunshine Coast Hamfest at the Wombai School of Arts. September 9 in VK3, Sadark Hamfest and Comms Day. September 21 to 23 in VK4, it's the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM at Lake Maraboon. And the Cardwell Gathering in VK4 happens September 28, right through until October the 1st. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.